Lord's and Sandy's just before dessert. Laurie spilled Diet Coke all over her shirt. And right at the table, without refrain, she used her drinking water to clean the stain. That really camp. It's Laurie rockin' camp. She's rockin' camp. She makes lesbians dumb. That really camp. She gives my brain a cramp. That really camp. She's Laurie Roggenkamp. Now the swing top bottle with no water inside sat in front of Laurie and her future bride. So Laurie thought she would get a laugh if she poured the dirty water back inside the carafe. really camp. It's Laurie Roggenkamp. She's Roggenkamp. She makes lesbians dumb. That's really camp. She gives my brain a cramp. That's really camp. She's Laurie Roggenkamp. Laurie's fiancé was not impressed, and that made Laurie really depressed. She shouted inside the restaurant, I'm a full-blown adult. I can do whatever the fuck I want. Now Star and Laurie are as strong as can be, and they live together in harmony. But the other day, Laurie shit her pants, and the first thing she did was text Joe Batan. That really camp. It's Laurie Roggenkamp. She's Roggenkamp. She makes lesbians down. That's really camp. She gives my brain a cramp. That's really camp. She's Laurie Roggenkamp. Out from his coffin, Drax's voice did ring. Seems she was troubled by just one thing. She opened the lid and came alive and said, When are you assholes going to recap season five? Welcome to Hello Uglies, the Dragula recap show for Season 5, Episode 1, titled Terror in the Woods. My name is Joe Batanz, and I am joined, as always, by one horrific co-host. She's the goddess of glitz, glamour, goth, gossip, and gore herself from Bloody Podcast. Please say hello, uglies, to Miss Lorian K. Roggenkamp. Hello, Lorian. Hello, how are you? I'm doing very well. Uh, ready to start a brand Shut new up. season. <laughs> now, okay, I'm gonna give myself a pass here because it's the first episode of the new season, and I don't think you did it the last episode. No, I don't think I did. Yeah. So I get, it. but the part I don't get is like, how is it that I fall for it every? single time i fall for it <laughs> like the first it's, one today i get it okay yeah but if but i'm gonna still fall for episode seven episode eight i'm still gonna fall for it and that's the part that puzzles me the most yeah it's gonna always come at you you know yeah, yeah you yeah, can't yeah, get yeah. away from it yeah so lorian we are here we are queer we have to get used to it i haven't gotten used have you gotten used to it no. yet Lori? no no i uh, haven't no, I haven't gotten I never used will. to it either. No, I don't think so either. Um, but we are here with a brand new season of Dragula. And by the way, for everybody listening, if you want to get this show early, if you want to get this show without commercials, you're going to want to join us over at patreon.com slash afterthoughtmedia. Which, by the way, if you're a big fan of me and Lori, 
then there's no better place than Afterthought Media. I think every show is just me and Laurie now just <laughs> shooting the shit. And by the way, the higher levels you go, this has been the case lately, the better stories you're going to get. Um, yeah. The expensive tier just got an, a story that was so outrageous that I was <laughs> speechless. Maybe you were, you were mortified. Well, I, was, I, I was literally gagged. Yes. I would also state, Joe, isn't there a way that they can subscribe on Apple Podcasts where if they don't if they don't like me and you and they just want to do simply drag race stuff, they can well, just go at Apple Podcasts, what they get is just between us ghouls. Oh shit, we didn't do just between us ghouls today. Whatever. Uh they get just between us ghouls. Uh all those shows. So that's the advantage of joining Apple Podcasts. Oh, we'll do out just between the schools. It just won't be when we usually do it today. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, uh, yeah. So they get just between us schools uh, over at Apple. So you go to if you're at Apple Podcasts and oh, yeah, if you join Patreon at the executive level and above, you're going to get just between us schools. If you don't want to deal with all that, yeah, scroll up on your Apple Podcasts and hit subscribe, and you're going to get just between us schools at the same time that everybody else gets it. You get just between us schools. But Lori. Let's everyone is just so excited. They just heard a dumb fucking song, and then we talked about Patreon and shit like that. So let's just jump <laughs> right into the show. This week, 11 new monsters make their way through the woods to launch a brand new season of Dracula. For this week's main challenge, the monsters must walk the floor show in an outfit that screams terror in the woods. Neo Huru X is named the winner of the challenge while Satana and JK are in the bottom two. In order to prove their worth, both queens are forced to bungee jump off a bridge to nowhere to prove their worth. Who wrote this? It was me, by the way. <laughs> Let me. In order to prove their worth, both queens are forced to bungee jump off a bridge. Hold on. I'm just going to keep it that way. Fuck, you guys get it. It was Sleepy Joe wrote this. Yeah, obviously I wrote it. In the end, J.K. is murdered at the hands of the Boulay brothers, leaving just 10 creatures in the competition. Lori, what did you think of that extermination challenge, and did the right monster die? You know, I, I'm i torn because I, I get where they're coming from, but I, I actually don't think that she should have gone home. I, I understand what, you know, where they're coming from, and with with her costume and she even did admit that she bought it from Amazon which i don't know if that's something that you should admit on yeah really weird. <laughs> on television um but i uh, no i i think uh, somebody else should have gone home mm-hmm. who wasn't even in the elimination to be honest with oh, you oh interesting but we'll find that out later oh by the way lori it's funny that you say that cuz we'll find this out later and as you know it's something that's unique to this show is uh hello uglies is a member of something called the drag podcast federation no it's not it that doesn't exist so we're just gonna speed right past that and move on to the actual show i'm gonna tell you right now i'm really embarrassed (laughs) Mm -hmm. the drag podcast federation sent me the official scores and as Lori knows i'm like oh shit i forgot to check that and I haven't been able to process those. So the scores exist, and I'm going to put them in post, unfortunately. And I'm not even being funny. I may be wrong completely. So they're going to go in post. So Lori and I, well, I'll hear it when I edit the show. But Lori will hear tomorrow. Uh, and I guess we'll, we'll discuss it on Just Between Us Ghouls. Why don't we do that? On Just Between Us Ghouls, we will discuss. 
We will not discuss it because it's not Lori, a real I thing. I pay a lot of money to be a you member. You do not the pay Jews. anything. First off, you don't pay me. So why are yeah. you paying a fake well, yeah, organization? I'm paying the goddamn uh, podcast drag federation. Well, stop doing it because it's not real. You admitted last season that it wasn't real. Lori, we've covered this. We've I know. And it I'm wasn't, frustrated. You're right. It wasn't real last season. Then a guy named Joost van der Leeuwen in the Netherlands thought it was a great idea and he founded the drag podcast federation we've covered no. this laurie i don't i don't believe you i don't believe you i believe that yos vanderluen is just the uh fan from the netherlands that we have named jeremy who just who is just pretending to be yos vanderluen that's who i what i believe i don't know if jeremy even knows yos vanderluen anyway i don't know why you do this i don't know why you <sighs> insist on creating this lie just admit that you like to buzz me and say that I'm wrong when I give my opinion about the looks. That's all you have to do. I don't even think I have a buzzer. We're not. I'm not going to be able to do that today because I don't have the... Oh, I do have it. Listen to this. Great. Thank yeah. you. I was worried that I wasn't going to get the wrong buzzer. Yeah. For my yeah. opinion. Um. So getting back to uh, what... Uh, what I thought of the show, you know, there are, there are things that I'm worried about and there are things that I, I think are, are, are going to be fun. Um, what I'm really worried about is I, I, I have this fear that they're not, it's not going to be as monstery as it's been before, just based off of their judgments on some of the Queens. I feel like, I feel like we're entering a very like campy, um, glamor phase of Dracula. That's what I fear. But I oh, also, really? I also feel like there are some drag queens that you know were in the top that were very monster-like. So, um, I thought yeah. all in all it was a, a pretty good season premiere. I definitely think the right person went home. I that's J.K. was on my nerves, and I was like, I don't know, if I could do another episode with this awful human being. Uh, but you know, I don't. I'm not. Well, I guess we'll discuss when we get to it. But I don't. I'm not necessarily sure that. Uh, I would have put Satana in the bottom two. And I think there were some people who got a pass or even were like praised that shouldn't have been. That's why I'm worried because certain people got praised and we'll, we'll get to it when we get to the judging, but there's one person in particular that they were like, you know, they had said stuff about, and I was like, Oh geez, if they like that person, then I'm yeah. way off, you yeah. know? So, all right, let's jump into it for the season premiere. The Boulay brothers start the show from a haunted house. For the first fright feat of the season, a van with an unseen driver drops each of the monsters in the woods. It's their job to make their way in full drag through the woods to base camp. Eleven queens, one by one, make their way through the woods. All the while, they try their best to dodge hidden figures who jump out at them in the dark and attempt to tase them. At base camp, the monsters introduce themselves to each other. Once they're assembled, the Boulay brothers introduce a competition and give the contestants this week's main challenge called Terror in the Woods. The queens must create an original look that fits the theme and present it during the floor show. The girls celebrate with a shot of alcohol before going to the next part. Lori, what were your thoughts on everything that happened up until this? So I thought that the beginning kind of took a while to get to it, but once they got actually to the meat of it and going them going into the woods, I thought it was a lot of fun. I actually would have loved to have more of that i thought that part was was fun 
but they they I felt like they kind of focused a lot on the, just dropping them off, which I get. You have to do because you're introducing them. I get that, um, but it just felt like it went on very long. Um, I I I don't know if she meant to do it, but I will say that I did laugh when Cynthia Dahl made like a wide U-turn up a hill. Like she walked down and then made a U-turn and then walked back on the street and was like, mm-hmm. what? Where am I? I don't know why that made well, me laugh. We're going to get to that in a second. <laughs> it, it was the acting was ridiculous on this. Yes. Um, but so, so anyway, so I thought that was, uh, I, I'm in love with, uh, Throb Zombie and Jarvis Hammer. You find Throb Zombie very attractive. So here's the thing with Throb Zombie. And I was talking to Star about this. Throb Zombie is, I think Throb Zombie is very attractive. I, I am not sexually attracted to Throb Zombie. Um, there's a different kind of. Would you have sex of... with Throb Zombie as, uh, presenting as male? Or would you have sex with Throb Zombie presenting as female? I, I'm attracted to Throb Zombie as a female. Oh, I see. Okay. Um, I mean, as male, they're great too. But more female. But I, it's more that I want I Throb Zombie's like style is what I wish that I had. Wait, Throb Zombie presented as female or Throb Zombie yeah, presented Throb as Zombie oh. Th- oh, is female? You want Throb Zombie's fi- uh, like look? You like that look? Yeah, I love that look, and I I wish that like it's almost to the point where I was like I would love to just like wear her skin as my skin, like it's that creepy. Uh, that is very creepy i don't know how i exactly feel about this um hey laurie laurie hello are you dressed yes can i open the door yeah all right come on in hey laurie i was just went what the fuck are you wearing i'm wearing throb zombie Look, my mouth fits through the mouth hole. <laughs> it looks great. Lori, did you murder and skin Throb Zombie? Well, I mean, I started skinning her, but then the murder just happened accidentally. So I didn't mean to do it. But she was nice. She was like, you go, girl. You're doing it. You know, the whole time. I I don't know how I feel about this. And in fact, because the re- I don't know. Let me get to why I came here. Okay. I murdered a twink and he's in the trunk. Can you help me bury the body? Not again. <sighs> it's like every weekend with you, you know? <laughs> um, okay. So you want to wear Throb Zombies? Skin. We'll find it eventually. Um, you know, so- look, Lori, we haven't done this in a long time. So we, yeah. it's, like, it's like a muscle. We have to keep working the muscle. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So I I think and then Jarvis I I love but I I love because I just love their energy and their timing and so both of them I, I, I legitimately when I saw Throb Zombie and Jarvis I was like I wish this was just a show with drag kings like I wish it wasn't any drag queens um but unfortunately you know there are but there are some of the drag queens that I I did like um but yeah. Uh, so the two, I'm, I'm really hoping that the drag Kings last for, you know, most of the season. Yeah. Uh, first of all, I want to say, we didn't even talk about the teaser. There really wasn't much to the teaser. It was just the Boulay brothers welcoming you to the sh- season. 
But I actually, you know, the more they get into this, the more I'm loving the way they're hearkening back to old horror movies. This was like an old uh, William Castle style of horror movie, and I really liked yeah. it. Um, I didn't have any notes for that. And yeah, I, also I, didn't, liked, I just wanted to say I loved it. I also, I forgot to, thank you for bringing that. I forgot to mention that. So I randomly just accidentally started watching the first episode of the first season of Dracula. That would be an was, accident. Why were you watching that? Because I started it. So when I got the AMC Plus subscription, I started it. And it must have just started. I thought I was starting on season five, episode one. But it just oh, started it from season okay. one, episode one. Uh-huh. So when I started, it's a different kind of thing. But it had that same like gray, you know, style where it mm-hmm. was just, you know. And it was like hearkening back to an old, those, you know, old timey horror movie and i just i feel like this was like kind of a callback to that first scene when i started watching i was like oh this is a nice callback but it just it just showed how much how far they've come where it's like a better set and they're you know they seem more confident and yeah i was excited i would have loved i would have loved if they had done something but uh like a skit or something but i'm not upset about it you know like i was like oh they'll do something you know eventually so we'll see um you know i'm gonna be honest with you the lighting and color scheme when they got to the woods to drop off to contestants i thought was really cool but i'm gonna come back to this in a second very cool lighting and color scheme. yeah they're doing the van thing again which they did when they did the uh, season four yes but i like that they did in the i feel like the woods it adds an air of, of mystery and scariness to it. So I like Okay. That. I like it. What I don't like is we're back to the terrible acting from yes. the drag queens. You know, and there are people that I've noted that are particularly bad. Blackberry? Oh, no. No, oh, sorry. No, Fantasia. Fantasia. Uh, Blackberry was annoying in another scene. Yeah. Blackberry and JK. Oh, JK. They were, they Cynthia were like, Doll, too, was a little much. Where she was like, huh. Like looking around. Yeah. I think it was, I think, I forgot who it was, Fantasia. Oh, I should also note that I, I did, I, at work, I uh, uh, wrote a a bunch of notes on a, on post-its while I was watching this and I left all the notes at work. Oh, that's (laughs) good. So so I'll probably be reminding you of things. Um, So here's, here's what I think. Even if they surprised me, the way that they do this, it would never frighten me. Because what you guys, the way it's lit, and it looks even kind of scary on TV, it is not scary IRL. It's so well lit that you wouldn't be scary at all. It wouldn't, you wouldn't be, no one would be scared. The light, it's, the whole place is lit up, you know? Yeah, and but they so, also, yeah. they have those jump scares, and then they had those people, ta- they, people were getting tased Oh, by the way, stuff. for people who aren't on Afterthought, you guys don't know this, Lori was fired from a job for tasing people. So I don't know, did this harken back to that old job, Lori? actually i was the ta- i was the tasing <laughs> for i know it was a week where a yeah. couple of weeks where you were missing i didn't know why oh that makes yeah. sense yeah. yeah they actually let me go because i i kept being like more taser <laughs> yeah, they're like, more that taser <laughs> and then that i was challenge like is done yeah i was following a throb zombie around with a knife and just sniffing her hair so so i wouldn't be scared one next this i'm just, I'm just going through my notes and i wrote literally Ugh, God, JK. And he, what's even funny is he says, he, I'm, I'm going to say he says he identifies as he. I'm going to put she, she. She even says she's annoying. 
Yeah. Uh, and she said but, she just wants consistency with his performance. Just isn't a real human being. I feel like I feel like that's sort of a cop out with some people. You know when like mm-hmm. some people are like, "Hey, I'm an asshole." You know, mm-hmm. it's like that's sort of like carte blanche for them to be an asshole because okay. they're like, "What? I told you I was an asshole." So yeah. you know, you oh, have to sort of oh, so he's sensitive about yeah. Oh, so he's just they're probably like if i say i'm annoying people can't get upset it with me if i'm annoying i'm gonna have to pull up that old reddit post because i don't know how jk and that person put how they identify here let me see if i can find it yeah so anyway they're annoying <laughs> yeah and they don't seem so, real to me the taser thing i or the woods thing i liked um like I said, it did it did take a while to get to it. I felt mm-hmm. like they were really kind of circling the the car getting dropped off in the cars and everyone being like, "What's going on? What are, what's yeah. happening?" You know. Um, and then once they got to it, I felt like it kind of went a little too fast. And then they were out, and then they went to uh, and then they were at base camp, and then they just immediately started shit talking each other, which I kind of loved. Mm-hmm. So. Um, I want to bring up Jarvis a little bit. I'm going to actually change my opinion from Meet Our Monsters a little bit. I still love Jarvis. I'm here for Jarvis. I just don't know if Jarvis is going to win now. No, I don't think so either. Yeah. I think, uh, and we'll get into it later, but I think Jarvis has, I think Jarvis is like a, a, a theater performer and this is like a, this is a punk rock show. You know what I mean? Like yeah. this is not, yeah. this is Jarvis not. Jarvis is a little where, too musical theater. Yeah. Um, and I think I, I think I said Satana was uh, boring. Uh, I didn't realize she was so uh, annoying and leaning into the villain thing. She seemed kind of boring on our Meet the Monsters. I think that's I mean, but I think that's why she has to start the drama because she's boring. I mean, yeah, you know, you're right. That's like a good point, she, actually. Yeah. So it. <clears throat> uh, anyways, the person that I don't get, and I don't know if we want to get into this right now. But the person I don't get that people seem to be guffawing over was uh, Blackberry. I mean, even Throb Zombie was like, oh, Blackberry's a legend. And I was like, from where? Like, I got to be honest with you. I I, I think we, we've done the whole Big Queen thing. You know what I mean? Like, we've seen Big Queens be amazing. We've seen it. We know that it, you're not proving anything with your... I wonder if it's a reaction to Mary Cherry. So, like, Mary Cherry is a fat black drag queen. Um, uh-huh. Blackberry uh, is a fat black drag queen. And Mary Cherry has sort of insinuated, intimated that the Boulay brothers, there might be some bias there. They're, she, they're very vague. So maybe they're like, see? Because they even throw a dig at... Um, mary cherry in the episode so i'm wondering if it's sort of a response that they're gonna give Ooh. extra love to blackberry because blackberry and let's just be honest we don't have to talk about the whole thing right here is not good and yet is somehow no. in the top uh speaking of another person who strangely gets the passes i don't get this love for fantasia uh, i actually think she's bordering on awful they when they when they said when the judges when they said that they were so excited to see Fantasia, I like my heart stopped. I was like, "What? Why? Why?" Like, I was so I didn't get it. Like, 
I mean, who knows? Maybe later, early, later on, we'll see like mm-hmm. some kind of we'll see something. But I am just not seeing it right now. Well, what's funny is talking about the part you were just mentioning is that she showed up in like a really basic drag queen outfit. Her whole personality seems to be her boobs. And when I believe it's Throb Zombie calls her out on it, Fantasia's like, well, you know, being a glamorous drag queen is sort of my persona. And I was like, that's great and everything, but that's just not Dragula. Why are you here? This is going with my you can't make it on Drag Race. I don't know if you notice. I, I this is something that I kind of noticed was that I felt like when they when they were talking about who was going to go home, they the the glamour queens picked all the monsters. They picked like near her ex oh, and I didn't notice uh, this. interesting gothic, and we're like, oh, you guys, I I just don't get your look. And I was like, I don't think you understand what Dragula is. Yeah. But then, but then later. I felt like, oh, maybe I was wrong. Maybe, you know, if Fantasia's somebody that you're excited about, maybe I'm not, you know, maybe my opinion's too harsh. I don't know. they're really that excited about it. I think that they are knowing they're going to cut her soon, so they're going to give her a lot of love. And finally, I have one more question for you. Uh, Orgotic, those teeth during the confessionals, are those real? Or do you think it's something that they're doing? Oh, that's a good question. Oh, I don't know. Yeah, I can't tell if that's their real teeth or if I just kind of I just assumed it was the real teeth, but maybe I mean, Orgotic goes by he/him pronouns, by the way. Okay, so I don't know if it's his real teeth or if it. Yeah, it. It. I don't know. I can't tell. I can't tell. Why don't we yeah. do this, Lori? Why don't we? Why don't we do this? Why don't we take a break and when we come back, we are going to discuss the rest of the episode. the bulk of this show really is the arrival of the drag monsters and once you actually get through that there's not really much to the episode uh so uh it may seem like we're taking a long time but that really is the bulk of the show let's get right into uh, the actual fright feet we were just talking about them arriving now, the yeah. fright feet, they have to walk from a certain, where they're dropped off, they have then walk over to base camp. Okay? Yes. First of all, Lori, would you do this fright feet in drag, in heels, having to get to base camp? Uh, I mean, yeah. I think that, I think I would. Yeah. I mean, I don't, <laughs> I don't know. With heels. every Everything except heels sounds uh, okay to me. Yeah. I, I was, I will say this. There is a, a part of me that's just like with the Boulay brothers when they say if you can't if you don't make it or if you don't do then you're immediately in, eliminated. To me, it's just like if you're gonna point the gun, shoot it. You know what I mean? Like it, they're gonna have. I I feel like they need to if they're gonna say that they need to eliminate somebody immediately. You know, at least one of these times they have not ever in the entire time they've done this competition when they said we will eliminate. They give them all the time in the world. They don't set a time limit. They don't do anything. And so it's just like you need to do something if you're gonna if you're gonna put that kind of parameter. You you know, eliminate somebody. So I'll tell you what it is. 
they realize it's boring television just to watch people try and walk somewhere. So I think what they're doing is they're giving the illusion of stakes, even though they would totally fuck up their schedule if they eliminated somebody. Like, like oh shit, we yeah. have extra episodes. We're gonna have to like keep. We're gonna have to save people and stuff like that. So yeah, it would take a lot for them to 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 eliminate someone because they didn't make it to base camp. Um, but, uh, yeah, I think it's to give the audience an illusion that there are stakes. Oh my God, someone might go home, even though you and I are professional Dragula watchers. And so <laughs> we know that, that nothing's going to happen to these queens. Nothing's going to happen. No. Yeah. And if they were, if they knew they're Dragula, they know nothing's going to happen. Yeah. And I'm sure they do. And by, yeah. And by the way, there, besides someone jumping out and tasing them, there weren't really many obstacles to get to base camp. And I think the the walk to get to the bungee cord uh, thing at the end was oh, more nefarious. Get, than, we're gonna uh, no, we're gonna get to that. But maybe you're right. But we're gonna get to that in a half, you know, at, at that appropriate time. Uh, let's talk about base camp. Um, so the girls arrive. I keep saying girls. I, I, everyone listening, I'm gonna say girls, but acknowledging that there are two drag kings in the cast, and that there are also. People who are non-binary. I guess the yeah. excuse I'm going to use for this is that uh, it reminds me of my friend Mercedes. I was with her once, and we were we had something having to do with a parking structure, and we were talking to this burly security guard, and he said something to her, and she was like, "Girl, this and girl that," and I was like, "And so when we drove away, I was like, why didn't you just call him girl?" You know, and she was like, "How many times have men called me like guys? You know, like, hey guys, let's do this." So I was like, "Okay, that's true." So I'm gonna go with that logic. All right. Yeah. Also, Why? you're 70, yeah. so that's a that is true. I am slipping. 70, yeah. so I forget. Yeah. Yeah. Why do we get into this? Their girls have just met, and Satana, like, it's, so the first one there is Onyx, I believe, and then Satana shows up, and uh, right out the gate, Satana is being totally bitchy to Onyx. She's like, okay, you know, like, oh, look at this look, right? Um, yeah, because here's the problem with Satana, and I don't know why. The, nothing has happened yet. There's no information that I have. This is all just based on knowing Mexican girls and uh, knowing just knowing the show and reality show people and drag contestants. Okay, she's leaning in to be a villain. Yes, and what happens is now you're going to have the fandom. We know the fandom is crazy. And then they're going to come after her for being a villain. And then she's going to get all fucking butt hurt because people think she's the villain. And we're going to start seeing the storyline like um, the phase one is don't believe everything you see. Then at a certain point, they quit social media. Then at a certain point, they quit drag. It's a whole thing. So why is she doing this to herself? Why have people not learned this lesson? Lori, what are well, your thoughts? We already there? we already saw that part of it. They said they even said towards the end of the the whole thing. They said, "Hey guys, don't believe everything you see. Just because we're bitching at each other right now, we're gonna read each other, but we're doesn't mean we don't like each other." And it was just like, okay, like I don't know why you guys are like so desperate to a read each other, but then b immediately deny that <laughs> you guys are. You well, know, what's funny upset. is that they think that's well, okay. A couple of things. One, I think that might be true for most of the drag queens, but I don't think it's true for all of them. Satana yeah. being one of them. Two, when are they going to realize you can say this all the fucking day, and these fucking crazy ass fans are not going to listen? They will still call. They're still going to. As much as I don't like Black Mary Cherry or um, Fantasia or any of these people, 
it's not because they're black, A, first of all. But B, I, what is the thing that if you don't like them, then you go for race? And they're going to go into their they're going to go into their things and call them the N word. They're going to wish that they die. They're going to do all these horrible things. These people are fucking crazy. The fans yeah. are crazy. Um, I don't know if you're aware of this. I, I don't know how I got into this loop, this algorithm on TikTok. But have you heard about this? You know, Keith Lee is Lori. Oh, that sounds so familiar. Yeah, he's the food. He's the food guy, right? Yes, he goes on TikTok. He- Right. Yeah. And so he and his family recently went and did a food tour in Atlanta. And on a couple of the places they went to, they just had a negative experience. He was actually pretty nice about it. And every single time said, please don't go after these restaurants, yada, yada, yada. There has been a whole explosion of negativity, not from Keith Lee, but like people going after the people who own the restaurant calling them names, death threats, his family, Keith Lee's family has gotten death threats. It's insanity. People on the internet are crazy. And he even says, do not go after these people. Yeah. What's wrong with them, Lori? What's wrong with people on the internet? They're lonely and they're losers and they have no, they have no one in their lives and they, you know, they're filled with hate and they just want other people to feel bad. So by the way, at patreon.com slash afterthought media, you can sign up at a level and get more content just like this. One of the things I want to point out is don't you think it's really interesting? This shows you, you know, you can see sort of like the little strings of production here. Everybody showed up to base camp at just the right time like no one ever kind of like oh there's two people here at the same time or like we ran into each other or anything it was like one person would walk in they'd all go oh yay hi nice to meet you they'd spend enough time with him and then another person would walk in like it was all yeah perfectly timed i feel like if they i feel like what they should have done is had all of the all the queens enter at the same time and then see who got to base camp first and had it been like a mi- mini challenge. Oh, wait, you're but, buying into this thing that you think that they're just arriving at base camp at the right time? Oh, no. I mean, I th- that's what I think the show should. I think they should have had them. I think they should have had it been a competition, but I think they only have one van. So that's why they couldn't do it. Well, where no, they the all other start. thing, too, that could be true. But the, none of this, I'm going to tell you from start to finish in this whole thing, especially when they're not in the studio, nothing we're seeing is real. And they, they're, they're not even good at hiding it. Nothing in this episode is real. Nothing, no part of this fright feat is real. No part of the extermination challenge, apart from them actually jumping off the, the bridge, is real. They did not go five miles in heels. They, they don't even think they went even a mile, if I'm being honest with you. Um, they, none of it's real. It's all a lie. Everything there you're seeing is a lie. Everything. Well, how do you know that, though? Because okay, well we'll get to it when we get to the to the um to the bridge to nowhere. We'll talk about that specifically then. It just wouldn't make any production sense. They want to keep everything as controlled as possible. So like if they were to really do I mean everything everybody was showing up at just the right time. I think I do think they had to walk somewhere, but I believe they were put in a holding pen and then released one at a time when the producers thought it was best for them. They're making, ultimately they're making a television show. Oh, okay. And I think the only part that's really being judged is the look. So they don't mind fucking with the other shit. The other thing is just all in the illusion. Like we just said, none of them are going to be eliminated. So why do they treat it real? Yeah. You know, I do think that they were surprised yeah. by the tasing, you know? Yeah. But, I I think I don't think that they were really show walking from there to that place 
uh, and showing up at just the right time. You know, the only thing I'll give you is maybe, okay, maybe that's the case, but they got to a certain point and a producer held them back until it was ready for them to go on. That's what I think happened. Okay, but but th- that clearly they, they were not just walking up. That I think that they would wait. They had them wait until like, you know, two or three other queens and then they could enter in or something like that. That's what I think. I'm happened. of the vein. I don't think any of it's real. I think almost all of it is fake. <laughs> um, um, but that's just me. That's me. Yeah. Um, okay. Um, so then Satana comes forward and she asks out loud who is going home first, which, by the way, one person answered, which I believe it was um, Cynthia Dahl. Maybe? Yeah. She said, uh, or I think it was Orgotic. She said or- Orgotic yeah. is going to go. Which I thought was so funny that you know again it's the one the one one of the only queens that looks like a monster. Well, also Argotic. Every time I've seen her dressed up, has looked amazing. That look she showed yes. up in was amazing. I would have been amazing. frightened if I would have oh, seen yeah. that. But see, that's the thing. That's why I think that that uh, a good amount of these queens don't understand what the show is because they pick the one person who looks like a monster, and it's like. But I mean, okay, maybe you could say like. You know, m- normally masks don't really work or, you know, but, yeah. you know, it's still it looked flawless. OK, well, let's move on. All right. The girls walk into the laboratory, which, by the way, looks shockingly like the boudoir. Uh, the monsters discuss their fears <laughs> and what they plan to bring to the competition. The girls then get to work on their looks. It's floor show day and the creatures put the finishing touches on their looks. JK and Blackberry have the same theme and people speculate how that will land with the judges okay Lori. everything that happened in the laboratory let's talk about the laboratory first okay so they get to the laboratory they arrive they're chit-chatting they're looking through their makeup gifts and all that what what any thoughts here anything that happened here not really no i didn't really think that there was anything too interesting that jumped out at me to be honest with you i will say they were showing the different items that they got i don't care about makeup you know that's just not me but I kind of wanted that Boulay Brothers cup. And I went online to look for it. And you can buy it. How much do you think it is before we say anything? $60. $75. And Jeez. the part that they don't show you, and I almost said they, they want to hide this, is they only showed you the back, which looks really cool. And it has the Boulay Brothers sort of, I don't know if engraved is the right word, but it's on the cup. And But on the front side is some sort of like colorful, like, cartoon of them and then that annoying producer guy um whatever his name is there's a producer he's like super gay and he's on their podcast with them oh yeah I think his name's ian I could, I could be wrong i think his name's ian oh my god and i'm like well first of all people care about the boulet brothers not if his name's ian yeah. whatever the producer's guy no one cares about him yeah who who's like oh i can't wait to get this boulet brothers yeah and ian po- cup yeah, like honestly, I'd rather have our cartoon in the front, but um, but yeah, but the cup is kind of cool. Um, so I do want that cup. There's a part I think I mentioned this earlier where they start talking to each other again. Fantasia calls out Throb for calling Fantasia out, and Fantasia, well, I just said, you know, I didn't think you were really giving you know Boulet, and Fantasia says, I decided to give a sexy, glamorous look because that's my persona. Which is fine, but that's just not Dracula. Yeah. I think that Throb Zombie said this here, but she may have said this before. Mm-hmm. But I, I thought she kind of, she's such an upbeat person. She's so like positive mm-hmm. in general 
that she did it and she kind of read Fantasia without uh, actually like reading her where she's like, I can't wait to see you as a monster. Like, yeah. I can't wait to see you actually, basically, I can't wait to see you actually participate in this competition, you know, mm-hmm. and s- still waiting. Yeah, still waiting. Yeah, because I think ultimately we're going to talk about the looks in a hot minute, but I don't even think necessarily the looks were super. Um... There were some looks that I would say it's half and half. There are some looks that I really liked and there are some that I was like, I don't get this. Okay, so um, first of all, Cynthia Dahl, loving the whole hummus to the fungus. I thought that was so funny. You know who she reminds me of? You know Ju- you know who Julia Fox is? Yes. Yeah. She, am she's I wrong a, that she reminded me of Julia Fox? She does give Julia Fox vibes. She, I will say she's also like, she's somebody who like, I'm like, I find her annoying, but endearing in a way. You know, mm-hmm. I don't know if that translates to you, but it's like, she's yes. annoying, but I'm no, just I like, agree. yeah. I, I find, I actually really like her to be honest. I don't even know if I find her that annoying, but I see where you're coming from. Um, okay. I want to talk about this here. It's going to come up again later, but after last season, the Boulay brothers said that the Titans represented the essentially the series finale of phase one of Dracula, and that they were going to go back to the drawing board and reboot the entire show and come back with something entirely new for phase two. So everyone's been kind of like anticipating what that phase two was going to be. And I didn't think it was going to be all that different, but I thought they were going to introduce a new element or something. Okay. And this is what I'm getting to right now. This is the exact same fucking show. The same stupidity, you know? So, like, what I'm talking about here is here we are in the laboratory. I guess it's one of the changes. They call it a laboratory now. Yes. And they're doing the same fucking bullshit where it's they're pretending like the girls are working on their outfits in the laboratory. And the yeah. girls are doing the same fucking little thing that's doing nothing to their outfit over and over again. I actually have a conspiracy theory about that later when we get to the uh, elimination. Okay. And what's funny is they also don't give a shit enough to like even try and hide it. Because Drag Race is the same way. But at least Drag Race tries to hide it or obfuscate it in some way. And they don't. So like you even have, as no. we know, if anyone's watching this later, it's a plot point. That J.K., who was eliminated, one of his downfalls was that he admitted that he bought most of his outfit on Amazon, and then that's didn't what I was going to say that he wasn't going to try very hard. And I'm like, that was my uh, conspiracy theory was that he got eliminated. Theory? He got eliminated because he admitted he bought it on Amazon when they, you know, they always try and make it seem like you make it there. So, but they didn't have to put that in the show, so they they're not even trying to hide it. Yeah. And they're putting it openly in the show, but yet also want you to believe that the girls are... So he had Amazon packages delivered in the few hours that they work on their outfits? But I think that's what they're... The, by eliminating him, I think that's what they're trying to say is like, oh, he because he didn't make it, he didn't do, do what... Take the time to make it, he's being eliminated. When I think in reality what it was is that he peeked, he ripped open the curtain and was like, oh, I you know... We pre-order. Yeah, but what I'm saying outfits. is, if if they didn't want people to see behind the curtain, they didn't have to put that stuff in the show. They edit the show. I think they did it because they thought it would show a in a showed in a different light. Mm. I think that's why they did it. All right, now we're in floor show day. This is the their version of elimination day. Do you have any thoughts here? There really isn't much to. I have one comment, 
But uh, there really wasn't much to it to me. There was a moment where I don't know if it was Fantasia or somebody was like, she she said something like, hey, uh, we're all getting our faces done right now. It's Blackberry. Oh, Blackberry. Okay. If we went, um, if we went, uh, if we, we're all getting our faces done right now, if we went to uh, stop right now, who would have the meanest mug? And I was like, I don't understand any of what that she said she asked who would have the best mug and they even try and edit around this to make it look like they're all paying attention but clearly all the drag queens just ignore her and never answer yeah. the question and she's like okay and it's awkward even though they tried to edit in people's reactions you could tell they weren't even the reactions from when she asked that everybody was just like we're ignoring this and we're working on our makeup and then going back to the phase two they do that stupid bit again like Attention competitors, attention yeah. competitors. They still do that stupid dumb bit. And then I love Fantasia's like, oh my god, oh my god. And then she turns back to the cam back to her desk. Like you, she's just gonna go walk back to her desk. But what I wanna know, Lori, is what part of this please let me know what part of this was phase two? What if we see it's everything's exactly the same. That season four, they drop the queens off from in a van into a scary place. They have to make their way to like a meeting area. Then they meet and they throw shade at each other. Then the drag queens come on a video screen and the girls go crazy and they scream and yell. Then they go to the boudoir. It used to be okay. That's a change. They used to call it the boudoir. Boudoir. Now they call it the lab. They go to the lab now, formerly the boudoir. They sit around and, and throw shade at each other. Then they work on their costumes, but they're not really working on their costumes. Then it's Elimination Day, and they're doing their floor show day, and they're doing their makeup. And then uh, the voice of Swan comes on and says, attention competitors, and they freak out. Now we're going to the main stage, or the, or the floor show. What Up to this point, what has been different from phase one? So I'm choosing to believe that it's not necessarily something that's within the day-to-day operations of the show. It's like the overall way the show is run i think like maybe a rule or something something's gonna change in the in this as the season goes on that's Mm -hmm. gonna that's gonna change the the way the show you know the trajectory of the show that's how what i'm choosing to believe and i want the record to show i didn't hate this episode i actually quite like this episode i'm being honest um but it's just still like i was waiting for this brand new uh, yeah you know like uh like the marvel universe you know the extended universe like this is just we're just still like they're like we're gonna have a brand new universe here's robert downey jr as iron man and it's like the same people um okay so let's go now now let's talk about there is now a big change and it's for the better and i'm not going to critique them it is a change we can now see the outfits. The lighting oh, is significantly better. The person who's edit, yes. I, you know, I'm not, I'm not gonna lie. I know this is something they talk about on Reddit, so I think I'm gonna give Reddit, you know, things. How much do you think we have not stopped bitching about this? Look, RuPaul's Drag Race recap. I will say, look, I'm gonna give RuPaul's Drag Race recap its flowers in that it is the biggest uh, independent drag race recap show. Okay, meaning like it, we're not affiliated with a giant studio like the other ones are. Right? Yeah, yeah. Or former contestants. We are our own. We're fans. We're the biggest fan-based podcast for Drag Race Recap. Yeah. The same is true for Hello Uglies. But not only that, there's just not as many Dragula recap shows. We are like 
pretty much there's a couple of other ones, you know, who aren't as consistent, but we're pretty much the only games in town. Right. So for sure, someone associated with the show has listened to this podcast and they know, like, notice they don't do those stupid bits anymore. I'm telling you, we shame them out of doing those stupid bits. Uh, I see. I think you have more confidence in our abilities to get them to. I don't think they give a shit about anything we say. (laughs) I'm not saying that they give a shit. I'm just saying that they for sure or someone associated with them has listened to. I don't know. I don't. I mean, maybe I would say maybe, but I I don't I don't think it's I don't think they've taken any of our notes. Everyone listening should know if you're not if you can't watch the show for whatever reason, aren't going to watch the show, haven't watched the show. They're like, we're going to the drawing board. We are coming back with a brand new show. They did make one major change. And that is now they're in a studio, no longer in a theater. The lighting is about a million times better. Yes. But here's the funny thing everyone should know. Their big new innovation is that they've copied the RuPaul's Drag Race main stage. (laughs) Like almost exactly. The one difference is that... The angle of the of the deliberation table is a little different. The angle. It's still at an angle to the floor. It's at a different angle. Yeah. Well, to be fair, uh, almost every runway competition show has that kind of format. This is what I kind of think is, and I can't remember the phrase for this, but essentially that, you know, the, the Boulay brothers started out trying to invent the, reinvent the wheel. And what eventually happens is when you try and do something new, you land up in the same place that the people who invented the wheel did, if that makes sense. So yeah. like RuPaul's Drag Race went through all these different elements and changes and whatnot and, and settled on this because technically speaking, I'm not talking about the format of the show, but from a technical standpoint, this is the best way to do this kind of show from a technical standpoint. Yeah. And the yeah. Boulay brothers have gone five seasons to realize yeah, this is the best way to light the looks, to show the looks, to judge the looks, everything the looks. And so they've basically reinvented yeah. the drag race main stage. It's just with different color schemes. Also, can we just say that I feel like Swan Thula and Jack Mortar are ageless? Like they looked flawless this this episode. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, they just feel I feel like they just look like they haven't aged a day. Mm-hmm. Like I just I was like, you know, I wish I had their youthful skin. I have no comment on that. Uh, so they come out, they introduce themselves, they introduce the judges. Let's just talk about the judges now. Did you have any thoughts on the judges? It was Felissa Rose and the guy who directed those Netflix horror movies. No, I, th- I, I was actually, I like the fact that they gave crit- criticisms. I feel like a lot of times when you have like guest judges, they kind of just, you know, choose to be more positive. So I kind of like that they gave criticism. But yeah, I, I didn't really have any, I didn't disagree with anything. Well... No, that's not true. I disagreed with what they said, but I didn't like hate hate what they said. Um, I actually rather liked them, if I'm being honest with you. Um, yeah, I thought that they were quite good. I thought that their um, insight was very good, and um, I was a big fan. All right, well, let's. Are you ready to get to the look now? By the way, Lori, like I said at the beginning, okay? No, like no. I said at the beginning, I forgot to download the actual official decision from the podcast federation after we after we give our decisions i am going to play it, the clip in the audio of the official decisions for this so okay so let's go through it's this it's a fake 
It's a fake thing. I just forgot to download it. Ma- and then so I'll no, just play it right after this. We'll up. see how we did. You're making um, it up. All right. Laurie, Jarvis Hammer. Jarvis Hammer. I'm looking at him right now. He Oh, this is the one where he was going to do like a, a political message and be like a Puritan coming out of the woods, out of the grave. Uh, what were your thoughts on this? My thing was, is I think that this was just sort of like scary stuff in the woods, right? That this mm-hmm. is that you find in the woods or scary things you find in the woods. I mean, this would be a terrifying thing to find in the woods. <laughs> so yeah, I, I, in that instance, I was like, okay, I kind of see where they're going with this. Mm-hmm. I didn't feel like it was, the message was really clear. And I mean, the makeup was great and the act out was flawless, but yeah, that felt like that if overall it fell a little flat. All right. Okay. So pass or fail, Lori? Uh, Fail. All right, I'm gonna give it a pass. I just think they they looked they worked a little too hard, like they thought they overthought it a little bit. All right, next we have uh, Fantasia. Fantasia seems to be maybe some sort of like African witch coming out of the woods. Um, what were what were your thoughts there, Lori? Fail, fail. So fail. I agree. I think ultimately it's a fail because I don't see how it was particular to the woods. Like this could have been in the savannah. It could have been in the grasslands. Yeah. No. And also it wasn't, it w- the way that she was walking wasn't scary. Like if you saw her coming out of the woods, acting like sh- her hips were bad, you would be like, Oh, I mean, she's got a skeleton on her face, but I could, I could outrun her. You know, yeah. <laughs> she's, she was using that cane as, as like she needed that cane, you know? Yeah. Well, also, she was kind so, of doing like a sexy, like fierce drag queen walk. Was she yeah. though? I didn't. I don't. I don't know. I didn't yeah. see that. Uh, yeah, fail. All right, fail for me as well. All right, next we have Orgotic. Orgotic came out with it looked like some sort of safari outfit, but had these like crazy, like almost like centipede arms. Uh, what were your thoughts here, Lori? Again, I feel like in I'm going to give it a pass because I felt like it was so big, it was terrifying, mm-hmm. but. I don't know if it necessarily had a woods feel to it, but I give it a pass. Yeah. So here's the deal. And this is your, I'm going to give it a pass as well. You know, we got to come up with a new name because pass sounds like we're going to pass on it. Um, success. I'm going to say for right now, we'll come up with it. We'll come. What would be a scary oh, one? Thrill or kill. Oh, thrill or kill. Okay. I like that. Thrill. So for me, it's an easy, it's a thrill because it, it is really fierce. It looks really good, but I'm with you. I don't really think it, it's like, I don't get woods, but I guess maybe because it's an insect. I don't know. It's a really weird one. It's a really weird yeah. one for me. Um, okay. So you, you give it a thrill? Yeah. Correct. I give it a thrill as well. Um, okay. Next one, Lori. Onyx on dicks. Uh, Onyx came out as um, like this really fierce, like almost like a glamorous look. Uh, it has woodsy colors that you would associate with the woods. And there are some like plant-like items coming out from the top of her wig and, and, and the back of her outfit. But uh, did you have any thoughts there, Lori? No. I, to be honest with you, uh, sh- that was the one where she had like the decapitated head. No. Right? Oh, no. okay. That, it, it's just almost like she's like some maybe like woodland tree creature, but like not scary. It's a beautiful outfit. Let me just say that it's a beautiful, but like it's weird. Cause I think the, the theme was terror in the woods, terror in the woods. 
I think maybe yeah. she kind of got the woodsy feel, but I don't know if there's necessarily anything terrifying about it. As much as she's almost like a beautiful like wood nymph. Ooh, I don't remember. I guess I don't remember that one. Could you tell me more? Like, did was it the one where the there were like stuff that had like uh big poofy things on her shoulders? Yes. Was that yes? Oh, yes. okay. Uh, yeah. You know, I want to. I'm gonna say thrill because I did like the fact that those poofy things turned out to be like weird plant thingies. Mm-hmm. And I did enjoy the outfit, but. If we're are we talking just purely whether or not we think they made the met the challenge, I would say kill. Mm-hmm. So I, I guess I'm changing it. I'm gonna say kill. This is a tough one for me. I am going to say because I I do think it fits the challenge and that it's the woods, but I don't think it's scary. I'm gonna give it a kill. But that's a very soft kill. Very soft kill. Yeah, yeah, okay. the lightest kill. Yeah, the lightest kill possible. The next one we have is uh, Neo Huru X. Uh, she came out as some sort of like Chinese woodland scary creature um, with a like a head on like a Chinese umbrella and like a mask and all this stuff. What did you think of this, Lori? Oh, thrill a thousand percent. I loved it. I loved everything about it. It was weird. It connected to the woods. But it still was like unique and mystical and creepy and weird and didn't make sense and made all the sense. I mean, honestly, I feel like just from this look alone, I'm like, oh, I think near near who X is the one to beat. I feel like they are the, going to be the one to take this. Con- I mean, it was just it was awesome. All right, yeah, I agree. It was incredible. It was frightening. Fits the theme. It's a thrill for me okay the next one we're gonna have is uh throb zombie throb zombie came out of some sort of like rednecky uh guy i actually wasn't really how was this he was he's dragging something sort of dressed like a redneck in the hillbilly in the woods what was your take here Lori? i would say th- i'm gonna say thrill because i felt like even though it wasn't like the craziest thing I felt like it still. I felt like it still fit the challenge because it's like a a, a you know backwoods country looking dude that's like an amputee, clearly like a masochist who you know got like some weird metal things shoved into his you know stump arm and is carrying is dragging a uh, a bag. The only thing I didn't understand is you know, was struggling to drag this bag and then lifts it up and pulls out an arm. And it was like, you couldn't just carry that bag. That was, you had to drag oh, it. Oh yeah. The I entire see what you're time. Saying. Yeah. So, I mean, and then I did think I did love when, uh, they pulled out their, or he pulled out his, uh, uh, wiener and ate it. I thought that was funny. Um, but I felt like it maybe kind of took away from the, the frightfulness of the, of the um you know of his character by doing that so i'm gonna say thrill but i yeah i'm i i i kind of i'm mid-level thrill this is where i'm gonna disagree with you it's a it's a kill for me it's a kill i didn't like it i don't think it really fits i mean it fits the theme but there's no and it's weird it's just it's there's terror in the woods and it i guess is trying to be terrifying and it's trying to be the woods but it doesn't hit either one for me it's gonna be a kill next we have blackberry who comes out in this, like, she's wrapped in a um, 
sleeping bag with her hair for some reason attached to her pillow and then like skewers with marsh roasted marshmallows on them all over her someone stabbed her with them what was your take on this Lori? um i mean the hardest kill uh i would pick fantasia's outfit over this a thousand times Mm -hmm. i do not understand what her thought process was this i mean to be honest with you i was so set for the judges to be like this is the dumbest thing i've ever seen um it made no sense i didn't understand the skewers with the marshmallows and then later on we find out that she was struggling with them uh yeah that made even less sense so it was uh it was it's a hard kill for me it's a hard kill for me too and i would even say probably i'd have to look at all of them might be the worst look of the night for me. Uh, my least favorite look. I thought it looked really messy. I I have a worse one, but um, it's 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 probably the second worst. Okay, all right. Um, next we have Satana. Satana, uh, you know, and I think everybody can agree with this. Satana looked really good. She comes out of some sort of like fairy like in the woods he's wearing green there's flowers but she's beautiful so she hits the woods concept for me uh but not the terror part it's gonna be you know she looks good but it's gonna be a kill for me just because it just doesn't fit the complete challenge what about you for for you Lori? uh this one's a hard kill this one's this one's probably my worst the worst oh, one really? for me um not only was it not scary uh it was just very i didn't really feel like she even looked that great it was kind of basic um it was also her uh uh runway look her runway walk and you know stuff was just very boring i mean there's at one point they cut back to her and she's just sort of moving her hand like you know moving her hands from left to right that's it that's all she's doing um absolutely zero understanding of the challenge and uh i yeah i didn't get it all right um so it's a kill for you yeah okay next we have cynthia doll come out she's doing the mushroom look the one the hummus to the fungus she's the one that reminds us of julia fox and she has these giant mushroom hands a giant mushroom head a mushroom dress what were your thoughts on this laurie you know, I, I feel like it shouldn't have worked, but I felt like it worked really well. I thought she did it. I would say thrill. I thought she did a good job. Um, and it is, you know, you find mushrooms in the woods and this would be a very terrifying thing to find in the woods. So yeah, I thought she, she did what I think Blackberry and, uh, Satana and Fantasia tried to do, which is kind of not necessarily be gory but still be scary yeah i i agree with you i i think it is a thrill for me i i mean it did land up being terrifying it could be the way it was presented but like and i think if i saw this in nightmare i'd be very scared but i don't know if necessarily conceptually was terrifying but she did a good job she pulled it off and so i'm gonna ultimately give it a thrill next we have jk who comes out of some sort of deconstructed boy scout who's somehow top of his head got or he's just all covered in marshmallow, burned marshmallow with like skewers up his butt. It's really kind of odd. What was your take on this, Lori? So I actually misspoke. I feel like I, I, I realized early that in the beginning I did have Blackberry was the worst and Satana was the second worst. Um, so just to confirm that, I think I 
confuse uh, the two. But I guess because I was going, I knew that both Blackberry and JK had marshmallow outfits that I put this as a thrill because it was better than what Blackberry did. I mean, at least it was scary. It's like the marshmallow was attacking her face and melting her face. And she, she did a good act out. I felt like the, the rest of the outfit was very confusing and didn't make sense, but I felt like at least there was some kind of story to it. And it made, it made more sense than Blackberry's. Um, but if we're going to talk about like just in the challenge in general, probably i still would say thrill because i mean it was still somewhat scary Mm -hmm. uh you know it's weird from the neck up or shoulders up it really works for me i think it actually looks really good um but anything after that it looks that's the part that looks the most sloppy and put together and bought on amazon shoulders up i think it looks fantastic shoulders down i think it looks yeah like she just bought it on amazon which is funny because going back to blackberry also a marshmallow theme they really loved everything from the for her from the neck up they loved that the wig with the pillow and stuff like that but there's no way they thought everything from the shoulders down was good it was sloppy no it was it was bad it was was really really bad it was yeah yeah la la re bags just taped together bad and i didn't really see that was really really bad but um yeah, ultimately for the neck down kind of thing, I'm going to give JK a kill. But the, if he would have been as good, as as consistent as he was with the shoulders up, I think it would have been a thrill for me. I didn't think it was bad. If he had just done like all marshmallow, yeah. I feel like he would have he would have been uh, safe. Okay, finally we have anaphylactic coming out. Which she's, now she's the one with the head and the moss yeah, okay. and all that and the big hands. Uh, covered in weeds and whatnot. What were your thoughts here, Lori? I'm going to give a kill because even though I feel like, yeah, again, I feel like we can sort of just do a blanket statement that if you see any of these, any of these creatures in the woods, you'd be scared. Right. But it's like levels of terrifying, except for Satana. Satana's wasn't scary at all. Um, and and black bears, I guess, wasn't scary. So now my, my, my entire premise is out the window. Uh, but without that head, I don't find I didn't find her to be that scary. It really honestly more felt depressing than scary. Oh, interesting. Um, so I I feel like without that severed head, it wasn't I didn't get like a, a murderous vibe or a scary vibe. So I'm gonna say kill. There is a scary vibe. Here's my thing with her. Is I'm gonna give it a kill, but not because it wasn't scary. It definitely was terrifying. And just because it's green, though, doesn't mean it's woods. Like, if you look at it, it could, if they did an ocean challenge, it could have easily been an ocean person, you know, and seaweed. There wasn't anything that was particularly woods to me. But the makeup was good. It was well-constructed. So she gets uh, a, a kill for me. But I don't know if I necessarily uh, think that it was the worst or anything. It's solidly in the middle for me, if I'm being honest with you. Attention Federation members. These are the official Drag Podcast Federation results for Dragula Season 5, Episode 1. The category is Terror in the Woods. For Dragula scores, Thrill indicates a positive response, while Kill means a negative response. These results are in the order the looks appeared on the runway. Jarvis Hammer. 
Fantasia Royale Gaga. Thrill. Or Gothic. Thrill. Onyx Ondix. Thrill. Neo Huru X. Thrill. Throb Zombie. Thrill. Blackberry. Kill. Satana. Kill. Cynthia Doll. Thrill. JK. Kill. Anaphylactic. Kill. Thank you for your membership in the Drag Podcast Federation. Until next week, goodbye. Um, okay, and that's the floor show. Uh, let's get over to the deliberations. After all the critiques and deliberations, Neo Hura is named the winner of the challenge. Blackberry and Argotic are in the top. Meanwhile, Onyx, Satana, and JK are in the bottom three. In the end, Onyx is safe and Satana and JK are in the bottom two and forced to face off in the season's first extermination challenge. They will hike five miles and drag to the bridge to nowhere and bungee jump off to prove their worth. Back in the cauldron, the monsters meet up to discuss their performances and future. Satana pouts about her placement and vows to make it to the next episode. JK expresses acceptance about his placement and vows to also make it to the next episode. Before we get to the extermination challenge, Laurie, any thoughts on the main stage, on the judging, on the decisions, on the cauldron? What were your thoughts here? So once again, I feel like the judges are the ones who decide. Right. Mm -hmm. So I, I just think it's such a basic bitch move to just go and immediately be like, I don't get why I was voted in the bottom. I felt like my drag wasn't the worst drag. It's like, well, the judges did. So let's move on. Well, I also love that the Queens, especially Cynthia Fox, was, was willing to be like, well, because this is not you didn't it, it's it's not terrifying. This is terror in the woods. You know, you gave glamour in the woods. And to, to Satana's credit, she did go after all the shit I started to end up in the bottom. Like, she did kind of read herself a little bit. So I will give her credit for that. But um, I, to be honest with you, I, am, I was so shocked that Blackberry wasn't up for elimination. Uh, I'm, I, I, I don't get it. Her outfit, I mean, and then they had that, that moment where she, they say, oh, well, you, we saw you struggling with the marshmallow skewers. And she's like, no, it was like a joke. I was doing like a joke where she's like nervous and she's can't figure it out. And it's like, no, you were struggling with the <laughs> skewers. Like, yeah. So, uh, I, I, yeah, I personally, I don't get why she's not there, but the judges decided. And those are the, you know, those are the two that have to decide whether or not they go home. So we'll see. On the main stage, they ask Onyx, like, what, what is it? We don't understand your backstory for you. She's the one with the poofy sleeves. And she tells yeah. some long ass story that goes all over the mall. Did Lori write this story for her? This explanation of the backstory for her outfit was so confusing and long. I didn't get it. I had to go back a little bit because she goes at one point she starts talking and then she goes and she had to raise tw her twin sister. And I was like, twin. Like, I was oh, like, that's what? right. When, I did forgot. The, when did a twin come in? Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was crazy. Um, uh, those are really my only notes. I mean, I have other ones, but I've already mentioned them, you know? So like, that was the only one I have that's new. You know, we talked about JK and the cauldron does say that she was, you know, I kind of folded in for this episode. I figured it was episode one. I was like, why would you ever say this? I just feel like she just she just is nervous and doesn't know how to act, you know, on television or in public in general. And so she's just like saying anything that comes to her head. Yeah. So 
All right, here we go. Uh, for this extermination challenge, the bottom two complete the challenge. All there is to it. We'll talk about it in a second. Meanwhile, at Camp Crystal Lake, J.K. runs through the cabin trying to get away from one of the boulets. They decide to hide in one of the top bunks. It's no use. They're stabbed through the mattress, bringing their run on Dracula Season 5 to a quick end. Lori, any final thoughts on the episode? Yeah, I thought that... I actually thought that uh, J.K. did a great job acting in the uh, elimination when she was murdered. I thought she did the running and everything. I thought she did a great job. I thought I, li- I liked it. Um, I wish she had brought that kind of energy to the first episode. <laughs> uh, I feel like this is, I feel like the, for me, the top three now, I think are Nirahua X, uh, Orgotic and Throb Zombie. I think just because I want Throb Zombie to be in the top three. So um, let me talk about this challenge, first of all. One, for people who don't know, the bridge to nowhere is real. It's like a real, it's an abandoned trail or railroad thing or something in the mountains, like I think in Alhambra. It's somewhere around there. And there's a bridge that's still left behind, even though it's no longer in use. It just goes to nowhere. It used to go somewhere before, but it goes nowhere. It's a hike. It's like sort of the end of a hike you can take. And I don't know if it's five miles or not, but what I will say, there is no chance in fucking hell even for not even for liability issues which i'm sure is an issue not for any reason it doesn't make sense from a a a production standpoint to have these girls walk five miles in heels to the bridge you have to take that takes forever to hike that in five miles it's not just it, it look let me tell you this on the flat surface in tennis shoes it would take you about an hour and a half to two hours to hike five miles, to walk five miles. So now extend that with heels on a trail. It's going to be two to three hours or more, you know, and that's just what to pay for a staff to then follow them and do all that. It just makes no sense. So I think for TV sake, they had them walk like maybe half a mile, you know, a mile. And they filmed it. They got this footage that they needed. And then they went and did their thing. I, I think all this stuff is a lie. The other thing, too, with this challenge, it's one of those challenges they do it all the time on on Dragula, which is the challenge is whether they do the challenge. Yeah. They both did the challenge. How do you judge who goes home? It has to be, well, you said that you didn't really try very hard in the cauldron, you know? And so, uh, yeah, but because there's no other reason why you would... yeah. It's been five seasons and they still never really made it clear what they, what they're doing in the, those elimination challenges, yeah. like what they're looking for. Yeah. I will, I will say personally, I think that, um, okay. I think it's real because I don't under I don't see the point in putting it in there to say you walk five miles. If you didn't walk five miles, like it, just show the jump like nobody's gonna care if they walked five miles you know what i mean well we're maybe, gonna do, i mean i i don't think the so. thing that i could find in the the only thing i could find in that maybe like a middle ground is that maybe they like you said they did have them walk for a certain amount of time and then jk just said like we walk like five miles you know like basically just exaggerating how much they walked or something like no, that. no the boulet brothers said you have to walk five miles in heels first of all they said you have to walk five miles in heels. The girls didn't even wear heels. They wore tennis shoes. 
So like, I just think the whole show's a lie. I just think it's a lie. It's um, and maybe it comes from my experience in magic. And magicians lie to people all the time. They have no, they have no obligation to tell you the truth. Did a magician hurt you, Joe? No, I'm just telling you. When you do magic, you lie a lot. Oh, okay. And so I'm saying that there's no, there's no, they have no, they have an obligation to put on a good show. I don't really have an obligation to, to tell you the truth. That's just my that's my two cents. It just doesn't say make sense from a production standpoint to actually have them. I mean, this is a good question for our car our colleague Robert Mata. I'll ask him, but it just doesn't it does it doesn't make any sense to me. Oh, you mean you're not gonna ask the drag race federation? You know what? That is a good question for the you know what, Lori? You you make fun of it. I didn't even think about that. I'm going to make a note yeah, right here. Yeah, because it's not real. Lori, you just suggested I ask the Drag Podcast Federation. Drag Podcast Federation. That's going to do it for this week's episode of Hello Uglies. Be sure to join us next week and every week as we continue to discuss, dissect, and deconstruct each brand new episode of Dragula Season 5. So for Lori Rockenkamp and myself. So long, uglies. <laughs>